Hello, everybody. You are now listening to the Gamut of Solomon podcast with me, Solomon Brezen, where I interview people doing things in and of itself, not as a means to an end. This is episode number 10, and I thought I would play my original intro to give a reminder of what this podcast is revolved around. Thanks for listening. If you want to look into more of what I'm up to, check out keepitkeepa.wixsite.com forward slash Solomon or follow me on Instagram, king underscore Solomon 8. Peace! Hello, everybody. I'd like you to join me on the journey of no time and with no one where we listen to inspiring people doing things not as a means to an end, but things that are fulfilling in itself, where there is joy and aliveness in what they do and what we do. This could also be phrased as loving the process. Throughout the length of my life, I played the game of basketball and was told I worked very hard, but it was never hard work for me because I loved being in the gym training. Muhammad Ali said, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life as a champion. Contrary, but no disrespect to Muhammad Ali, I love training, and I love improving and living as a champion now, as well as moving towards and living the rest of my life as a champion. I'm on a journey not to find, but to embrace and open up to, a journey to learn about meaning and passion, a journey that truly never starts because it simply is. I believe I am here to bridge the gap between who we think we are and who we really are by bringing healthy habits, kindness, and a state of gratitude to awareness, so living a bright, wholesome life can be second nature to us all. I hope you not only enjoy listening, but embrace the power in you as well. Thank you. My guest today is San Diego native, 2003 McDonald's All-American nominee and former UTSA basketball star. He also played professional basketball over in Holland where the vision of his program, Kingdom Performance, came to mind. Today, he is the head of player development at Kingdom Performance where he teaches kids more than just basketball. That player development, as he calls it, is bigger than what we do in the gym, bigger than the drills, It's the conversations we have in the film breakdown. It's the combination of all things that make us better overall throughout our lives. Without further ado, Keith Spencer. (coughs) I'm here with my former trainer, Coach Keith Spencer, out here in, what's this part of Dallas? This is North Dallas. North Dallas. Heart of the city. Heart of the city. I reached out to uh, Coach Keith, what was it, two years ago Mm -hmm. after... I was helping at the with the power hands at the uh, what was that? Uh, it was a Phil Handy, Handy. Yeah, Phil Handy. And I reached out to you like right before it, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then you were like, I think I saw you yeah. <laughs> helping with uh, Phil Handy, and then one thing led to another, and we started started training with you. Yes, and man. really helped uh, me with basketball, and and now with new ventures, it's been a, it's a pleasure to connect and uh, just catch up. How how are you? How you been? What's, man, man, so I'm I haven't blessed, seen man. you for a while. Now. It has been a while, man. But the, the thing that's funny, I want to go back to how we met, man. That was definitely a God ordained thing. I mean, 
I'm at a conference, a clinic, watching, trying to learn to get better at what I do in player development. And the guy that's helping out with the clinic reaches out to me via Instagram and we connect and I'm through a former friend and we get you in here and it's been a great experience for the both of us. I think I've learned a lot from you as a man and where you've gone in your journey. And I hope that I was able to impart something upon you. But I mean, as far as basketball, man, you were you were one of those guys that loved the game. Yeah. You came in with a great attitude. You wanted to learn and be better. And as a coach and as a trainer, that makes my job a whole lot easier. That inspires me to be better every day. So I appreciate you, man, for all that you bring to the game. Of course, of course. That's uh, and it's and it's uh, it's challenging too. We can we can jump into a question kind of like that because I made a big decision to uh, to to get out of where I was playing this final year because I had an extra year, and it reminds me like when I was talking to you when you were playing over. Actually, actually, it's cool. I think of that because I did think of you when I made the decision. Because when when you were training me, and you know, we were talking about when you were playing overseas and stuff, uh, where I where exactly I can't remember, but you were just like you just knew when it was time that you had to be done, right? Hmm. That's yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. So so I played two years professionally in Holland in the Netherlands. Right. I was a team called Eris Friesland, about an hour and a half from Amsterdam, a little small town called Lewarden. Um, and so I was finishing up my second year and I had the option of renewing my contract, re-signing my contract mm-hmm. for additional two years. Um, so, but I waited it out. I, I spent that summer working out. I wanted to see what else was out there in the marketplace. Um, and in that time, I ended up getting injured. So I got injured, um, which was a, a whirlwind and a turning point and pivotal moment in my life to figure out what was next and how long it would take for me to get back. And I mean, I was out for about eight to nine months and try to make that run to get back out there and had a couple bites. But at the time I was in my life, it just wasn't it didn't make sense. And so God has spoke to me in that time and said, you know what, man, it's, it's been a good run, but it's time for you to move to the next phase of what I have for you. And it, I was able to walk away feeling at peace with it. Yeah. And I think once you get to that p- point in your life where you're like, you know what, I'm able to walk away. I have peace. I understand what I accomplished was great. But there's another level for me you're to here get for to. something more. I, I, re- I realized that, man. And, and, and even to rewind, even go further than that, when my, before I even stepped foot playing professionally, I remember my first my first night in Holland after my first season, I was talking to my roommate at the time. And I told him, I was like, man, I don't really feel like my career is going to be that long. He's like, why would you say that, dude? We've worked all this time yeah, through yeah, youth, yeah, yeah. teenage years, high school, AAU, college to get to the point to where now we're professional athletes. We're getting paid to play the game. Why would you only play for a couple of years? Why would it be short? And I'm like, I don't. It's not my choice. I really feel that there's something bigger for me to yeah, do. And yeah. I'm not knocking. And it's a strong like feeling. It's right? a strong. Yes. You just knew. I knew. And that's man. why I when I, I made the decision this summer, and I I. I remember what you were telling me, mm-hmm. and I was like, shit, this is what Keith... I was like, because, you know, when you're just telling somebody, you just know, but unless you actually... It's what that saying, if you know, you know. Right, that's what they thing. say. Right? And then when, when, like, when I, I was just telling you before we started recording, when I, would, when I got to go home and spend some time, like, just self-reflecting, I was like, oh, shoot, this is mm-hmm. what Keith is talking about. Yeah, man, it's weird. It's one of those things where... You really, it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. like you, you're trying to think logically. Like, how does this logically make sense for me to step away from the game? How does this logically make sense for me to go to a different space I've never been to? But it's a feeling that you can't run away from. And I knew that when I spoke yeah. that to my roommate, I was like, dude, I just don't feel like I'm going to play very long. 
I, I said that with true conviction. I said that with true sincerity and knowing that something was coming. Yeah. And I didn't know what. I didn't know when. It, I, I'm, I didn't know it was going to be two years. I thought maybe short would have been five, ten. I mean, there's guys out there playing 20 years overseas. I mean, they're really making a good living and a good life over there for themselves. And I didn't think it was going to come that abrupt. But, I mean, it, it happened. It was a, an adjustment for me to get to this phase of my life now. But I'm so grateful for it because if I didn't do that, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be reaping the blessings that I'm reaping now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after you made that decision, how what what steps kind of transpired that you were like, I need to become a coach because I mean you're you're, you're impacting in a positive way a lot of players and and now that I also kind of am talking to you again and mm-hmm. thinking about it, like now that I fully understand what you meant, like you really helped me in that way as well mm-hmm. not just with like the training and stuff but i just love like being around you working out and talking about different things like that yeah i appreciate that man i think that's it's so much bigger than the game i mean and, and player development is deeper than just the drills it's deeper than what we do in between those lines mm-hmm. player development is the conversation that we have before and after it's the game visits it's yeah. the film breakdown it's the player evaluation it's all these little things that's going to help you be better overall yeah i mean so those conversations that we have after those workouts are are is there's the glue i mean it's the glue that can potentially help those skills mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. aspects stick to you and so you can carry them over and to be better overall and so i appreciate that time with you man and it's something i always cherish and we'll always have it for sure for what, sure. what would you say because a big, uh, a big question I asked myself that helped me make the decision to, to get out uh, playing at the, the University of Dallas my last year was, like, asking, what is it about basketball that I love so much? Hmm. And, like, without thinking so much, but, like, we all, we all kind of have, like, an initial, like, immediate answer. Mm-hmm. Did you ever ask yourself like that? Like if, or if I would ask you now, like, what is it about basketball that you love so much? Like, I, I'll tell you mine, but go okay. ahead. I mean, dude, it, it, it's so much. I mean, it's so much to, to wrap around. I really can't pinpoint one what's thing. The, what's man, the, first I, almost, thing? the first thing? The first thing is just thing the competition, up. man. Competition. It's just the competition. I, I, I'm a competitor. I've always been a competitor. My, my parents, my, pretty much both my parents were like this, but predominantly my father was just huge at just pushing me and forcing me to elevate my game and my life in all aspects. So just instilling that into me. I mean, we're playing the the game video game. He's competing with me in video games. We're playing ping pong. He's competing with me. Like, and I'm crying if I lose. I mean, so I've always had that about me where I hated to lose. I always wanted to win. I always wanted to be successful. I never wanted to be that guy that fell short. And so basketball it's the essence of competition. I mean, you're out there, you're com- you're giving it your all. You're competing with your teammates, trying to be the best you can be so you can walk away with your head held up high. And so I think that competitive aspect, that's the first thing that jumps out to my mind. Right like I said, there's so many other things. I mean, the team camaraderie, mm-hmm. the just the, be able, the, ability, the ability to be able to create and be an artist. I mean, there's so many different things that you could do with the game of basketball that it's hard to really point out one, but if I had to choose one, I would say just the competitive atmosphere. And, and the help, helping yeah, others. For sure. I mean, now, well, now that I'm at this that's phase. that's what you're, you're, you're doing so well. Right. Yeah, and, and, it, and to be honest with you, man, Solomon, like, I never wanted to be a coach. I never, and it was funny because 
My first, so my journey, I don't want to bore you guys with my journey, man, but out of high school, I ended up going to Division II because of um, my academic issue that I had and just wasn't focused in school, and so I had to take an alternative route. Um, so I went to a school called Humboldt State out of high school, a Division II school in California. And, uh, man, me and this coach, man, we just didn't get along. I mean, it's gonna, I'm sure a lot of people have the same issue with a guy you just – rub the wrong way like you guys just see things differently and it's just so hard to relate to this person I mean he wasn't the guy that recruited me um, it was the assistant but you have to play for the guy who runs the program and so when I was making my exit from this from this program telling him hey you know what I just don't think that I'm going to be successful here I don't think this is the right fit for me long term um, the first thing he said was was Keith he was like you he said you're a coach I was like, what? Like how – I'm telling you that I don't want to be here. And the first thing you say is, you're a coach. He said, you're a coach. And he kind of paused for a minute. I'm like I'm waiting for his next response. He said, you're a coach. He said, you're a coach. I'm a coach. And he was like, the reason why we bump heads, because we see the game in a way that coaches see the game. And, that, and if he said that, and it never – at the time, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't stick to me. But it's something that I will always remember. I, would, I always refer back to that. Because here I go, I fast forward. That was 2003. I mean, I fast forward now, and this is what I'm doing full time. I mean, I'm coaching at a high school. I'm coaching at my program, developing athletes. And I never had the desire to do that. Even when I was developing Kingdom Performance, the brand and the organization, it was strictly driven from just training. It was going to only be training. It wasn't going to be team. It wasn't going to be anything other than just you guys working out, getting better, and then we send you off to play for somebody else. Because that coaching aspect... I didn't really see anything. I, I, it didn't stick to me. But as I progressed and I started to figure out more and, and, and find ways to help athletes and to be more impactful, I realized that coaching piece was a pivotal point that I had to, I had to run after and had to be a part of. And it's been great, man. It's been great. It's, it's had its ups and downs, of yeah. course, but that's what life, anything is. But it's been good, man. It's been really good. And seeing guys grow and progress and go to the next level in their lives and also their careers is something that you can't put a price mm-hmm. on. What about the zone? Hmm. Being in the zone. That when I asked myself that question, the first thing that came up is the zone. Yeah. Like being like when you're completely like immersed in the moment in yeah. a sense. You're you're just I remember this one instance in ba- in high school basketball. We were down like 15 with like less than 3 minutes and I just goes to hit like five straight three-pointers and mm. send us to overtime. And then it goes to overtime, and then I look around, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Right. Like, you're just, it's just, everything just moves so well. Everything is transpiring exactly how it, as if you're the person in it, mm. should be. You don't care about, like, there's no competition. Mm. It's just, like, all you see is kind of everything, like, you're two steps ahead of yes. what something is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just... To me, that to me, when I asked myself that, I was like the zone, but I want to help. I want to. I want to see if I can live life kind of that way. And so that. So that then I was like, what are my what are my real kind of interests? It's more like the training. I love basketball games, but really like the practice that I loved more was get in the gym, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, working out on on our muscles, our right. our bodies. The kinesiology kind of stuff, along with the foods, the nutrition, Mm -hmm. because I think all of that kind of stuff, you know, you feel better. And when you feel better, everything else in the day kind of just nicely flows. You're right. Like in a zone. And I was like, 
I think no, I was, it was more than it wasn't just thinking. It was like a it was a knowing, like what you said as well, that that's where my calling kind of is in that in that field in that industry to really just help other people improve their lives as well. Man, that's beautiful. I mean, and and I think if more people had that approach, we would have more success for mm-hmm. athletes. I think a lot of and and this is not a bash on 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 just the athletes that we work with in general, but a lot of just players, a lot of kids in general, they don't value practice. They don't value the training. Mm-hmm. The parents don't value practice. They don't they value the game. Oh, we want to play. Oh, everybody wants to play. Play, 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 right? That seems to be the heaven of everything, but they don't have they don't realize that the playing, that's a byproduct mm-hmm. of what you do day in and day out in those empty gyms. And so we need to fall in love with that process before we play. We need to fall in love with the development, fall in love with developing good sleeping habits, developing mm-hmm. good eating habits. The good, whole life. We need to fall hours. in love and put more focus into those things. So when you get to the game, it's the celebration. It's it's the showcase. It's the performance. It's letting everything, every all the fruits of your labor are now coming out. Everything that you put in is now coming out and being displayed for everybody to see. That is what it's about. But we can't focus on the game first, but negate everything that it takes to be an elite performer. We have to fall in love with that process leading into that. So then when we get to the game, it's automatic. Then we find ourselves in that zone a whole lot more easier because the repetition and the development that we put in is now coming out. You asked me before we started recording what my podcast is revolved around mm-hmm. it, and that's you just answered it. That's it. <laughs> the, the process. I, yeah, I, like, the pro- yeah. I like having com- meaningful yeah. conversations right. with people that are doing their calling. I like to say, yes, sir. because in and of itself, not as a means to an end. So somebody like yourself, that is a coach and previously a basketball player, because you enjoy the coaching each the player development for each kid and the team and getting to the game right but you like each step you don't you're not just doing this because it gets to the game and then that game gets you this certain amount of money and helps you live this certain Mm -hmm. lifestyle you love each moment and that's like in the flow that's loving the process it as is, well. man. I think that's very important, man. And, and I figured that out at an early age, man. I had some really good coaches. I had some really good mentors. And, I mean, my parents were always pouring into me, and they always encouraged me, hey, put the work in, put the work in. My dad used to always tell me, son, like I'm willing to invest in you, do whatever it takes for you to accomplish your dreams. He's like, but if you're going to wait for me to tell you it's time to go work out, you're going to be waiting all day. If you're waiting for me to say, hey, let's go, I'm not going to do that because this is what you want to do. And so my parents did a great job of holding me accountable to the work that I had to put in to perform in the game, to perform in that game so I can get that scholarship, so I can get that scholarship, so I can get that pro contract. There's a step to everything that you take. We can't just wake up and be millionaires. This is a step. It's a process day in and day out that you must go through in order to get closer to those dreams. And I think we have to continue to empower our youth and show them that whatever you want, it can be done, but it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not a microwave society. And we're in a microwave society, unfortunately. We're in a fast food society, unfortunately. But the thing that you want doesn't operate that way. The thing that you're chasing is gonna take time. 
It's going to take daily deposits of you putting in the work and you educating yourself, figuring out what works best for you to help you become the best version of yourself. That's what it takes in order for you to be successful. And they need to learn that at an early age. And man, and here at Kingdom Performance, that's our mission. That's our mission. Our mission is not to just go recruit and get the best players out there that are already ready to go and throw them out there and say, all right, go, go win games, go win tournaments, go do your thing and make us look good. No, we're investing. We're, in, we're partnering with you. We're partnering with you and your parents to help you attain what you want to attain, taking you through every step. Ball handling, shooting, speed and agility, strength and conditioning, explosiveness, nutrition, everything, community outreach, character development, everything that it takes, film film analysts, everything that's going to help you be better, we're walking with you through that. And that, for us, man, that it gives us such a great feeling that we're, we're a part of those steps and we're putting out a product that's proven success and these kids are getting better, man. So I, I love it, man. And so people ask me every day, do you miss playing? I don't. Because what I'm doing now, I'm able to help bless people. When I was playing, I was a player. I was just doing my thing for me. I mean, of course, I was providing for my family and doing all that things. But now I'm actually imparting in each individual that comes through those doors. And it's a beautiful thing. What was the, let's go back. Um, what was the first kind of like step once you decided that you're, you're, it's time for you to be done? Mm-hmm. And then... Did you come back to America and to Dallas and you're like, All right, I'm, I'm starting this kingdom performance? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you just did it. I mean, so it's funny because, like I said, I knew my career was going to be short, right? And so I actually began the process before I even got hurt, before I retired. My first, everything started to come to me slowly when I was in college. So I went to UTSA after I was done with Humboldt. I went to UTSA, and then it was in that place where where the vision came to me. The name came to me. The program began to develop slowly. Just little tidbits. Man, okay, Keenan Performance, that's, that's the name. It's going to be a faith-based organization. We're going to have a facility. We're going to be about development. So just the basics of the program was deposited into my spirit when I was in college, right? So when I went overseas, I connected with my general manager, and he had a business as well as being a GM of our team. And so he, I, like, I don't know exactly what his business, I think it was a consultant business called Second Opinion, and I fell in love with his logo. I was like, hey, man, I was like, I want, I was like, I want to get a logo for my company. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you doing? And I told him what I was doing. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And so he had some guys make a logo for free for, for, free for me. It didn't cost me anything, which was a blessing. Um, I started working on the website. So I started working on the back end stuff while I was still playing, right? And so the summer leading into me getting injured, I decided to invest my time into making connections and working with people that were already doing something that I wanted to do. I, I figured I'm not going to just jump out there and just go take off. I mean, if I'm going to jump out of an airplane, I want to talk to somebody who's done it before. So maybe they can advise me on some ways I can do it the right way. So I reached out to a bunch of guys and said, hey, um, this is where I'm from. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm trying to do. Uh, can I come and just shadow you? Can I come and visit a camp? Can I come volunteer? Can I come just be a part of what you're doing just to learn? And so that was a huge, a huge step in, in, in the commitment because if you're willing to do something for free, it shows that you're dedicated and you're serious. So I didn't ask for a dime. I volunteered my time, learned a lot, met a, great, a lot of great this people. Is that other gyms? This is that other gym. This was that, it, it actually, I never actually found another facility. Like at this time, this was like 2000 and what year was this? I feel old now. This is about like 2009, 2010, 2010, summer, summer, summer 2010. So 2010, 
and it was that summer, there wasn't a lot of just basketball facilities around. I mean, I'm doing my research and I'm not seeing any basketball gyms. I'm not seeing any basketball specific training facilities pretty much anywhere. There's none in Dallas. I'm in San Diego or there's none in San Diego. I'm like, okay, so there's a lot of people kind of doing the same thing and it still holds true today. I mean, you got clubs, organizations, and they rent space out. And nothing wrong with that. They rent space out. They use it for the camp for that week. Then they move on to something else. Or they, they rent out two days a week to practice and they go somewhere else. So that seems to be the business model that everybody was using at the time. I didn't know any different. So I'm just learning and figuring things out as I go. But I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted a space because the space provided so much more. It was an opportunity for kids to just be a part of something. To have a place where they can come consistently. Because you and I both know, Solomon, the key to success is consistency. You've got to be consistent at whatever you do to be successful. So if I'm going to have a program, I'm going to make sure that kids have the option to come every day and train every day and get those reps in every day because that's what it takes for you to perfect your game. And so that was something that I knew that I wanted to do. And so just learning and figuring out and all that. And, and then once I got hurt, that was pretty much God saying, it's time to go for all in. So I had my first camp and it was a success and I've connected with more people and kept building and kept building. And then it's, it's where we are now. I mean, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint that one thing, man, but it's, it was so much so fast, but it was all God's hand in on it. And it was a beautiful thing, man. I love it. That's awesome. Yes, sir. What's the gift uh, you'd like to share with the world? Man, the, the, I think I've already shared it, man. I think I, I, think I shared it as, as far as just being consistent. I mean, consistency... And that's in all aspects of your life. I mean, you can somebody can do something sometimes, but can you do something all the time? How you if you can you commit to something long term and put that same energy and force on a consistent level? Can you provide that consistent customer service every single day? I mean, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, can you be there? Can you do that? I think that's the separator between people that are great and people that are average. Average people, they'll, they'll have a good game every so often. They'll be a flash in the pan every so often. But the people that are great, the companies that are great, they provide that consistency every single day, man. That consistent meal or customer service at Chick-fil-A, I can guarantee it's going to, every time I pull in that drive-thru, you're going to get the same thing. It's going to be high level every single time. And to me, I'm just like, how do we live our, live our lives like that? How do we live our lives in that zone of being consistent every day of our lives, again, to be the best versions of ourselves so we can impart into other people? Because you can't give what you don't have yourself. So I can't give any advice to somebody about being great, about being elite, about putting that work in on a consistent level if I haven't done it myself or if I'm not doing it myself. And so this program, it, it's made me a better person because it holds me accountable. It holds me accountable. That name, Kingdom Performance, it, it's powerful. I mean, I people say, oh, you should have named it Keith Spencer. I mean, you, you play pro. And I, I'm like, but it's so much bigger than me. I'm like, it's some, I can let me down every now and again. But I can't let the king down. I can't let the Lord down. I, I can't let the kingdom down. Yeah. I can't. So that name in itself, it puts pressure on me to be the best of, and bring my all every single day and not cut corners and to make sure everything that rolls out is at a high level. And to provide a high level service for everybody that comes to those doors. And so if we can be consistent in all that we do, 
in our, fa- in our lives with our families, in our jobs, in, in our education, whatever we're called to do, whatever we are in that moment, be consistent, be great every day. You'll be surprised at how, world, how this world can shift in our favors. Awesome. Thank you very much. Man, thank it's you, It's been man. a pleasure seeing man, you. Man, I know I was rambling, man, but it was fun. I appreciate it, Solo. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to the episode. You can keep up to date with Keith Spencer and follow him on Instagram at Coach Keith Spencer. K-E-I-T-H-S-P-E-N-C-E-R is how you spell his name. Or you can check out his website, kingdomperformance.org. This has been episode 10. More to come, more people to talk to, and more great conversations to have. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please leave me a review on Apple iTunes Podcasts or any podcast, or shoot, just send me a message. I appreciate all reviews. Thank you so much.